1: It's the underpowered hour. The weather outside is frightful, but the Smith's heater is delightful. That means it's time for the winter breakdown. So without further delay, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at TheBarrisCollection.com or follow us on Instagram at TheBarrisCollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend
3: Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the noisy overdrive to Stevens 8-speed automatic. I'm the shrill whine of podcasting Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started.
1: All right, Ike and Jenna and Maddie and Linus, all of you here together can mean only one thing. It is time for everyone's favorite part of the year, the winter breakdown, where we recall The winter goings on, uh, the trip through the desert uh, with you folks in vintage Land Rovers and the shenanigans and near-death experiences and uh, alien sightings and burrow wrestling and whatever else. Uh, you all managed to get up to uh, in the desert this uh, this time with a little bit of a twist in that, you know, just going through the desert in really old vehicles is become somewhat, uh, you know, mainstay now. Right. It's it's not a challenge anymore. Uh, so this year you decided uh, to get a uh, completely new to you vehicle that is not at all new. Uh, it is still a shitty old Land Rover and always will be only a week or two before you left. So uh, so let's maybe start the story there with uh, Linus has been lusting after another dormobile for what what seems like uh, years now.
3: 15, 15 yeah. years. He's been I, uh, he's been wanting that since before he bought his previous dormobile. Yes. And uh you know, <laughs> once again we've decided to subject ourselves to not only the comforts of vintage Land Rovers but mm-hmm. also uh, the discomforts of each other's company. That's right. So mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's great. Yeah. it's great. And we started this process by getting another doormobile. Right.
1: This actually started mon- months ago. This is uh, uh, the search finally right. ended with the discovery of the perfect doormobile.
0: Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, he, I, I, we've been looking for one. Um, you know, we had the, the the short wheelbase series one that yep. you have now, and uh, before that, I had the Ghost, which was the series one mm-hmm. pickup. Uh, But, you know, our winter trips are challenging when it's Mm -hmm. cold and you don't have anywhere to sleep inside Mm -hmm. a car. And, you know, uh, we finally decided that, you know, some time ago to start looking for a Dormobile. And I think at at least a year uh, I've really been sort of looking. And uh, I had one once before back in 2008, and uh, I traded it away in 2009 for my diesel 88, which I had Mm -hmm. for nine years. That was Mm -hmm. a good car, but. Uh, that was a big mistake in my life uh, that I've regretted for a long time was getting rid of my doormobile, And uh, I did buy another one around 2015, mm-hmm. uh, but I was unable to keep it. And so uh, I've really been without a doormobile for 15 years. And many, you know, we've looked at uh, a couple. I bid on one that was uh, for sale through an mm-hmm. auction in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Some of the listeners may know of it. It's called mm-hmm. Lurch, mm-hmm. Uh, belonged to G. Warren Smith. Uh, and you know, there's one in Alaska we sort of tried to buy and there was one in California, an NADA mm-hmm. truck that, uh, was expensive and not particularly nice. And I really didn't want a six yeah. cylinder. My, my previous automobile was a six mm-hmm. cylinder. Finally one came up and it was down in Sunnyvale and, uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, we decided to go look at, well, actually we sent our friend Keith mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. check it out mm-hmm. first. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, it's not a bad car. It, Needs a lot of work, but it's not a bad car. So, uh, we decided to go down and look at it. And, uh, he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he was wrong. We decided to bring a compression gauge right. with us. And, uh, once we got there, it was my intention if I bought it to drive mm-hmm. it home, um, because it, it was supposedly a good running car. It, and it had negative compression sh- though. It was actually, yeah, it, it was just sucking real bad. The compression yeah. was was yeah. low it's a seven to one yeah. engine but it had a hundred a hundred pounds on cylinder mm-hmm. one and 110 on two and it was like a one to other.
3: seven compression <laughs> ratio it was well, not a very good uh, so
0: well, uh but we decided to buy it it, it wasn't rusty right. um it, it it had a lot of garbage bolted mm-hmm. to it and things that I really know. That yeah, there was light. it was it was uh, interesting. Yeah, were, it
1: looked like one of those decorated uh, trucks you see in India with uh, sort of all the accoutrement uh, all over. Yeah, it was, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. You know, there's there's this sort of aesthetic that people like. Certain people like yeah. on certain cars, which yeah. is lots of things. Yes, and uh, you know, uh, Land Rovers aren't known for their lighting. I guess yes. you know, so a lot of times people add more lights to them, right. and yes. sometimes. People add more lights to even those. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this car, it, it was a good basis. It had right. some things about it that we didn't like. And the, the the owner of it was frustrated because it wasn't running very good. And, you know, he was taking it to a shop that uh, was expensive and, you know, they're not that familiar with series cars and yeah. they just couldn't really make it go properly. So mm-hmm. um, we decided to buy it because uh, having... Shown him that the engine was kind of tired and and uh, almost walking away from it. Uh, we we were able. We to... We were walking away from and, it. We were literally we were walking, walking away. away. Yeah, we, we were leaving. We were leaving. <laughs> and, he come, and he came um, and just and then like, like, the
1: parking uh, the parking yeah. brake gave way and it rolled towards yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Rolled into well, our heart. you know, <laughs> it, it was a difficult choice because you know it was a gamble to buy the car. Mm-hmm. You know, not not knowing what the engine was really going to be like, and um. I think he probably could have got more money for it if if he had, you know, written a nice description and cleaned it up, but I think it would have been an unfair price for the other buyer. If he had mm. if he had gotten more for it, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been fair for that buyer. Mm-hmm. Um because it it really it does need a lot, but it turns out uh that, you know, the distributor was loose and mm-hmm. the timing was off. The vacuum advance was bad. The valves the were The little contact was missing out of the uh, the distributor cap, oh, and oh, the no. valves the valves were all so tight that it was uh, losing compression past the valve seals. I see. And so, you know, once I you know fixed all that stuff, um, it actually runs really good but mm-hmm. it is worn out it's still yeah. i can't even keep up with ike's 80 inch you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, the motor is very tired and um we took off a lot of the things that had been added to it that we didn't like yeah. um we added a different bumper we put in a second fuel tank mm-hmm. and uh we started really bringing it towards the direction of land rover that we like you mm-hmm. know putting back some of the things that were missing replacing pieces that had been aftermarket with pieces that are genuine right and um, it's well on its way it we, we we did some rubber seals here and there mm-hmm, uh, we'll added a the dozen
1: food. or so camel trophy stickers
0: yeah and mm-hmm. you know we did this in like three days mm-hmm. because it right. showed up on it showed up on a wednesday and we left on a saturday is that how it went mm-hmm. you know and so we just worked our butts <laughs> off and you know it was not running very good when we left It really wasn't, and it was still struggling. One of the problems that it had was that it was missing two studs out of the intake manifold. Oh yeah, and so it's been having. It had a vacuum leak the entire trip, right? And and you know, I uh, that was one of the first things I fixed when we got back, and it's better. But unfortunately, it just ran like garbage a lot of the a lot of the trip. And uh, (laughs) you know, I was trying to go down the highway, and it was going about (laughs) forty two as I could go. And, you know, uh, getting into the trip, I'm kind of premature here, but Ike, uh, we'd, we had picked up a quarter, a quarter cord of firewood and put it in the 80 inch and we were going up a hill and Ike's got a two liter in that thing and he just went flying by me. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the motor is tired, you know, and like I was saying, I, I think that, you know, he if he had gotten the car running better he probably could have sold it for more money but it it wouldn't have been fair to the the next guy cuz it really does it really needs a lot but we made a lot of progress and have made more since we've gotten back so when we left for the trip we did have a a, a reliable for the most part uh dormobile for the first time in a long time it was a stretch to get it there though
3: <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this was uh, a trip that we undertook, uh, like uh, many trips, uh, without a lot of uh, advanced uh, preparation. And, yeah. uh, you know, my dormobile had been uh, mostly sitting for the last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was also, you know, in need of uh, some preparation, some work because uh, it mostly sat since our last desert trip and it needed a good cleaning and uh, also a tune up and an oil change and, you know, the, the normal things that uh, your occasional, yeah. your occasional driver needs. But uh, it was, it was mostly in, in pretty good shape and we got it to uh, tie. We, you know, we got our, our loose ends tied I, yeah. together. So we decided that this year we would do things a little differently. Normally we kind of have a, a nomadic sort of approach where mm-hmm. we, you mm-hmm. know, uh, go from place to place and pack up each day, and then keep like keep gypsies. traveling. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You might say that. Uh, this year, we decided that uh, since uh, Linus's dormobile was relatively unproven and uh, my mm-hmm. dormobile had been sitting for some time, that we would, you know, make a good effort to get them into shape, but that we would spend uh, more time in Saline Valley this year than we mm-hmm. had in previous years and explore a lot of the canyons. Uh, some mm-hmm. of which we had seen in previous years and then others that were new to us. Uh, so we kind of decided to bring an extra Land Rover that we mm-hmm. wouldn't have normally brought. So we brought the two door mobiles and an 80-inch to do these explorations, these day trips with. And we thought that would be fun to take the little car out and kind of uh, bomb around the desert and, and explore these canyons. So um, that was uh, that was the M.O.,
1: and you drove the 80 inch along with the two dormabills or you uh, you put that on some kind of trailer apparatus
3: we had uh you we had a what we like to call the junk train and uh it's uh mm-hmm. it's a it's a long trailer and it accommodates all the land rovers and uh, we actually put one land rover on the truck and then mm-hmm. two land rovers mm-hmm. on the trailer and uh that so- that all went pretty well that part uh, mm-hmm. went pretty well. We got them all loaded up and got all our supplies, of which there are many, you know, for, for a couple of weeks worth of, you know, food and water and fuel and supplies and, you know, whatever you else you want to bring, kites and sinks and, you know, kitchen knives and fireworks yeah. and, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tubas. Tubas mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, paddle boards and bicycles mm-hmm. and uh lawn darts like to play a lot of oh, yeah. lawn yeah. darts oh, out oh, in the oh. desert you know mm-hmm. uh, Maddie <laughs> had an unfortunate lawn dart incident as a child and we like to recreate mm-hmm. that every mm-hmm. every year
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> Miles? I don't even remember that yeah oh, of course not it, it <laughs> destroyed that part of your brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I huh
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you always just thought that was an interesting choice in piercing but <laughs> well, yeah. it explains a lot <laughs> yeah so. Yeah. Well, that's great. So, so you end up there. You've unloaded the junk train, and you're uh, and you're heading out uh, in into the desert. So yes. the the idea this time was to sort of uh, establish a, a a sort of a bulkhead, a, a camp, if you will, a, a beachhead. Yes. Uh, you yeah. know, conquer some territory and then move uh, move inland. So where where did you guys end up? Sort of like settling the the camp.
3: So uh, there is a. Warm Spring a legendary warm spring there in yeah. Saline Valley and uh it is uh, there is actually a series of 3 different ones there's an yeah. upper spring, yeah. a lower spring and uh, a primitive spring some Ooh. people name them different things but that's kind of what we call them. and uh they were kind of uh, uh it's kind of developed by hippies you know oh, from yeah. yeah from the 50s up through maybe the 80s and they yeah. planted palm trees to give the place shade and they kind of dug out these these pools and the natural spring feeds the pools and waller wallers yeah we like to call them wallers um
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it, it's kind of nice it's it's a it's a good mix of uh developed and undeveloped and uh, it's in a, a really beautiful setting uh the the mountains are on either side of the the warm spring and there's you know various types of wildlife little bats that come down and drink from the water and uh there's you know uh invasive but it's a it's a, a terrible place, and nobody
0: should. You go should there. definitely, yes. you should <laughs> definitely not
3: visit if you like beautiful places or warm springs it, it's, or it's nice. Very
0: remote, and the roads are very dangerous and bad and horrible. Difficult and to get to. Many cars are destroyed, and there's lots of snow and aggressive tire burrows. Chains. Burrows, yeah, horrible sand ruts. The burrows will eat the tires off your car. Yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of miles of aggressive washboard it just uh real rattle your it's, teeth hot it's, like, your it's yeah.
3: like the yeah it's it literally is like the, the sands of tatooine over there yeah. you know, it,
0: it is inside of death valley national park but uh-huh. it was not always hmm. you know death valley was a national monument until 1992 i think oh interesting and, uh, and bill clinton made it a national park and at that time it absorbed uh this area by so foot. that's why a lot of the developments that happened there were uh, permissible because it was BLM land uh, up until 1992. Right. And that then it became National Park. And then, you know, all of a sudden you couldn't dig any more holes in the ground and <laughs> stuff like that. Random <laughs> desert holes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: All of a sudden so, you couldn't uh, like remove natural resources or cultural artifacts yeah. and yeah.
1: You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Bill Clinton's so. war on desert holes. Who could forget? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Way to ruin 1992.
0: Yeah. I think that's when that happened. But anyway, it's a place that, you know, I have been going for a long time. And uh, you know, I can Jenna have, have gone with me uh, to that area over the years. And uh, it's sort of an old, reliable place for us, you know, mm-hmm. when we don't, when we can't make up our mind or we don't have the energy to go to Mexico or, Right, You know, if uh, it's just a nice place to go. And there's a lot of history there, a lot of neat stuff. And every time we go there, we find something new that we hadn't heard about or didn't Mm -hmm. know or hadn't Mm -hmm. seen. And it's such a large area that, you know, even things you have seen before, you haven't seen for 10 years. So you can always go back to them. And uh, they're still sort of new since it's been so long. Yeah,
3: so uh, this year we decided that we would uh, do some explorations uh, into a canyon that we hadn't previously explored uh, significantly, Mm -hmm. which was uh, McElvoy Canyon. Oh. And uh, McElvoy Canyon is uh, somewhat famous for having uh, the legend of the beekeeper. And uh, the beekeeper... Was it that the guy that
1: played uh that played Professor X in the in like the prequel ones?
3: Uh no, it's he's actually featured in an upcoming Jason Stratham movie. Uh oh, he's he's like yeah. a undercover special agent guy. At any rate. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Back in the back in the seventies and eighties, uh he made honey there in uh in uh McElroy Canyon and he had a cabin okay. there, and he uh-huh. would actually climb over the mountains. Which is a, a very significant hike and climb on mm-hmm. uh, homemade ladders that he had built from uh, sticks and uh, baling
0: wire. And the and bones of his uh, victims.
3: Also, and that. bees.
0: And bees. Yeah. And honey. Bee yeah. carcasses. <laughs> it's like the. You know, how, uh, you know how pig farmers will dispose of bodies like, yeah. uh, throw up the pig? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He found a way to do that with bees. With bees? Thought, oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know exactly the details uh-huh. of how it works. Uh-huh. He, he, oh, he could actually, uh, like, uh,
3: when he was hiking and climbing over the mountains, when he got to, like, a crevasse or something that would mm-hmm. otherwise be impassable, mm-hmm. he would command the bees to make little platforms oh, that he would bee step bridge. out onto. He yeah. would summon yeah. the bee bridge. He would just yeah, step that's out onto it. amazing. So, anyway, this. Have we
2: ever actually considered that maybe he was a bee. Maybe he, he was, was a, he was a, a large bee.
1: bee. <laughs> like when a couple little kids get into a raincoat to sneak into an R rated movie?
2: Normal. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. He was just full of a coat full of bees. He's a coat full of bees. Uh, the guy's name was Marion Howard. Okay. And uh, after he stopped making honey, Uh, He lived in a trailer, I think, in uh, Big Pine or Independence or somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was basically, you know, I don't think he owned any land. And, you know, his his address was just general delivery uh, at the post office. Right. And he would would stop by and collect his mail. And I think he probably died around 1980 uh, is my best recollection. Bill Clinton um, killed
1: he, him in 1992.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was part of part of the signing of that document was that he had to die. Yeah. So the bees just carried him off, it was I think. Amazing. You know? yeah, just off into the yeah. sunset, and that was the last anybody ever saw of him. He has a cabin there <laughs> at uh, the base of the canyon out in the wash, and it's built of rock. And then he used uh, the stumps of ancient trees hmm. that washed down to construct, uh, you know, it's basically say about waist height mm-hmm. stone, mm-hmm. and then he used these uh, pieces of wood that he dug up out of the wash to construct the around the sort of windows and then the roof. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, it's pretty dilapidated now. There's a little bit of roof left to it, you know, and uh, um, a few artifacts inside. And he also had. Partway up the canyon, a sort of overnighting place, mm. but uh, that place is very remote and would require difficult rock climbing oh, yeah. technique yeah. Mm-hmm. to get to. So I've never seen it, and few people have. But uh, there are pictures of it, and inside of it, I think is a beekeeper's hat, and uh, yeah. you know maybe a pair of shoes, and it's very small. But anyway, we were there. And uh, that's when our first debacle occurred. At that, at that, camp. <laughs>
1: it's and, about um, that time for a for a debacle to uh, to enter the picture. You can't have a, some a
0: winter breakdown without a something breakdown. falling. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. A a that's right. This was an break-down. emotional and spiritual <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> yeah. This was a journey um, that we all went through. This was the
3: the fire that we all had to pass through to enjoy right. the rest of the trip. So right. um, mm-hmm. yep. So Maddie's dog who is mm-hmm. uh, normally a very pleasant dog to be mm-hmm. around. Yeah, uh, lovely dog. Yep. Decided to give us all. <laughs> I- <laughs> we should, uh, you know, that would have been preferable to what actually happened. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we saw some sheep, some mountain sheep or mountain goats, or I'm not yep. a... Not a horn sheep. Not an expert on Big, these things, but Anglet expert. I know. You know, in the pictures I have of them, they actually have small horns, so I'm going to call them little horn sheep. <laughs> little horn sheep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they were they were scurrying about about a half a mile from where we were. You mm-hmm. could kind of see them off in the distance on a ridge line, and they were just you know prancing about, very happy. And then and this uh, is fairly
1: mountainous, rocky sort of uh, terrain. Yeah. So
3: the slopes are about, you know, 45 degree angle mm-hmm. and the terrain is a mix between like probably basketball sized rocks and just loose scree. So okay. it's, it's and kind of a deadly thousand foot drops and and big, uh, big giant cliffs. So, right. Um, it is it is pretty rugged terrain to be traipsing about on, but if you're a if you're a little horned sheep, then it's it's no big deal, and or so, a, or a little brained dog. Mm-hmm. So Maddie's dog takes off after okay. the sheep, and the sheep, like being sheep, they run away from from this dog, and the dog follows, and that's it. We call and we hike and we look and we uh, at a certain point we split up uh, you know oh, no. uh, one team went above on the ridge line and the other team went down below into the canyon mm-hmm. and so we're looking for this dog hours doing this. hours hours mm-hmm. we're looking for this dog and we can't find a trace of her we're calling we're getting our other dog to bark in hopes that she'll respond you know we're you know, just doing anything we really can to see if we can find her. We kind of looking in the last place we saw her and uh, we're not having a lot of luck.
4: I mean, we're having no luck.
3: Yeah, None. No. And it's getting dark.
4: It's getting dark and we yeah. don't have a plan and we don't have communication with each other. Like,
3: And, and Maddie and Linus hiked down in the Canyon. And so they're, they're soaked. They're covered in mud. They're covered in water. You know, mm-hmm. uh somehow they're covered in each other's feces. I'm not really sure how that happened. But a little bit of uh, honey there yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a bit of honey. honey. Yeah. Um honey. Yeah. Uh it, it's uh the, the mood is pretty grim, you know, because yeah. we we can't find the dog. It's getting dark and mm-hmm. uh we we uh we don't know what we're gonna do because the dog is just it's just totally missing and it's not, not coming back. Oh my so God. Uh we decide as it's getting dark that we're gonna we're gonna set up camp in mm-hmm. McElvoy Canyon, which is about an hour's drive from where we are camped at this hot springs. Okay. And so we take the eighty inch mm-hmm. to go get our lights. our camping gear. Uh that's I is, can lie,
1: you and Linus take the uh take the eighth. Yeah. Correct.
3: And then uh Maddie and Jenna uh go back to looking in the dark mm-hmm. with lights and and uh, calling and so forth,
2: and a very loud emergency whistle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
3: we take off in the eighty inch uh, in the dark along the uh, along the valley floor, and we're you know driving over these bumpy roads, and we're kind of we're kind of hauling ass a little bit in this this old car, and um, it starts uh, acting up. The eighty inch starts acting up. You know, um, we are not sure what it's doing. It's kind of losing power, but it doesn't totally die. It keeps idling. And so we're trying to hurry to get our stuff and get back, but also the 80-inch is not oh, cooperating at all. Run. It's just, not You running. get about
0: 10.
1: And
3: it's blah, 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 blah. And, and you guys uh, brought
1: parts, uh, I assume, for the 80-inch, right? So you're able to, uh, to, to general fix the inch.
3: sort of repair stuff that you might take on yeah. any trip, but in this particular yeah. Yeah, case...
0: like dark and most of that stuff is back at camp right. and you know we're in a hurry and it's just terrible <laughs> It takes like an extra hour to get back and it's just putting and sputtering and it'll cut out yeah and you'll roll to a stop but we'll then it'll again. sort of go and it'll keep idling you'll just sit there and idle and then you go to drive and you you're like oh it's fixed and it's like zoom and then Oh, oh my gosh! We tried all this stuff. We mucked with everything. Jenna and
2: I were watching and, and listening. We can hear awesome. it. It's, so,
0: yeah. it's yeah. so quiet there. You can hear for we miles. We have very little
2: confidence, and they, that they hear would it, it popping
0: yeah. and sputtering, and they hear the little bell ringing. yeah oh, no. we can hear
4: the door shut. All, and all door the way across here. the valley. <laughs> oh, no, Just
0: sputtering, sputtering, sputtering. So incredibly anyway, frustrating. Finally, yeah. Oh, well, at this
3: point, so- you
1: had lost a dog. And essentially, and Linus. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I can mean, line us. We weren't as working about that And no, then I mean, we all
3: died. Yeah. <laughs> and then we all died. That's That That was the trip. Um, and that was it. Yeah. But later we figured out that uh, the 75-year-old fuel line, uh, which is, is a metal fuel line that goes from the tank to the, the fuel filter yeah. element, yeah. that had uh, cracked or rubbed through and it was drawing air into the
0: system. We haven't actually fixed it yet we bypassed that line yeah. and we're able to drive the truck for the rest of the trip right but uh, at some point we're gonna have to yeah pull that line out and and solder up the crack or the wear point and, yeah. and fix it right but what a frustrating thing so instead we uh instead of col- collecting our stuff and driving the 80 mm-hmm. inch back we parked the 80 inch and uh just drove one of the dormobiles back miles. across yeah.
1: Meanwhile, uh, you know, Jenna and Maddie, what are you two up to? So you're, you're obviously watching like Linus slowly <laughs> <Yeah>. sputter. <laughs> <laughs>
4: we're sitting in the dark yeah, we're watching, on the yeah. side of a mountain, yeah. looking yeah. off into the valley, watching their taillights, listening, hearing the sputtering, hearing the doors shut. Watching our open, useless men. The dingling of the bell on the back. And uh, we can hear every time it stalls. And we'd also been having some like intermittent questionable generator situation. And we were like, mm. uh-oh. Maybe the Uh-oh. generator's not working, and it has mm-hmm. an electric fuel pump, and the fuel right. pump's cutting out. Like this is what we had thought was happening, right? And like, and they're right. running the lights because it's dark out, and it's right. like you'd have to have the lights. Totally on reasonable and,
3: hypothesis. And like, yeah. yeah. This is and a situation saw- that would normally be funny, except right. you know because we had lost this dog, everyone was very right. upset, right. and yeah. the time the timing wasn't great. Right. I mean,
4: we were still sort of laughing at you even in our despair, but. Yeah. Oh, we were. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But, so then we were also we we're going up and hiking back up on the trail in the dark with we had Velma, the other dog with us. Mm-hmm. And hiking up the trail and calling and using the emergency whistle and hollering mm-hmm. and getting the dog to bark still just which seemed like a good idea, both because we were still looking and also, you know, dogs know the sound of trucks, right? And especially Rovers right. and like. The yeah. dog definitely, if it was sitting somewhere and could hear everything, could hear the truck driving away and might have been panicking that we left her, you know, so at least right. she could have some knowledge that we were still present. And um, and so, and
2: at some point. We were point, also sort of like, we were triaging like, okay, so potentially like, here's the options of what happened to her, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. either she like fell and died and that's it. Or, you know, maybe she went all the way up and went around to a different canyon. Right. Like, in the morning like we're sort of
4: starting to plan like
2: what Mm -hmm. our approach was to be in the
4: morning yeah what if she is she wandering out in the desert because she came around a different way and is now like maybe she hears the land rover in the distance and is trying to go back to the you know where we were camped or you know did she just come down a different canyon entirely who knows so also then we so where we were originally sitting was at this really like we're at the end of a trail that was drivable. And at this, mm-hmm. at this, like, there were a couple of really tight switchbacks that even the 80-inch had to, like, three-point turn on the switchback. And we we're sitting there waiting and thinking, well, realistically, maybe we should hike down the hill a little bit to a better spot where we can mm-hmm. actually camp anyways when they bring the truck back. So we hiked down the hill a little bit, and we were waiting, occasionally calling. But uh, then at some point, just the quiet was, like, deafening. So we, right. we sat there and listened to, the like, the first part of The Hobbit. <laughs> on audiobook which, I had awesome. on the phone, which is very mm-hmm. calming you know yeah where all the party guests are arriving the un- right. un- uninvited mm-hmm. party guests are riding, mm-hmm. arriving mm-hmm. arriving it was pretty mm-hmm. great
2: so uh um, well, that helped so meanwhile well i was gonna say that was when we had another important person in this which is that when we were walking down jenna and i found a lizard oh. that was in the middle of the trail yes and was like had basically like come out for the sun and now that it was dark was stuck out there and oh. so picked it up and we were like what do we do with this lizard yeah and so the lizard was with us for the rest of the night so <laughs> for the rest of the story we have a lizard with us fyi
0: nice inside maddie's sock just nice there
2: <laughs> <It's my coat. laughs>
0: and anytime maddie had to do anything i had to mm-hmm. hold the lizard mm-hmm. so no, that it makes sense a- yeah he, mm-hmm. he, he, he I was, was coping really a, well emotionally. He was definitely. treated <laughs> to a nice warm night of being uh, inside of Maddie's extra coat. Meanwhile, we
3: were back at the Springs getting the other vehicle, the my dormobile and uh, our supplies and Linus's camping gear and uh, everything that we might need for an extended search, which also included our extra rope. And our two way radios and our drone, and ah, so yes, the drone, yeah, so we thought uh, some some equipment might be useful as well as yep. you know just general water and snacks and supplies yep. that we would need uh for an extended search and and Linus and I are are thinking you know that this this is not. Probably going to end well, you know. There's right. there's not yep. too many there's not too many scenarios that end with uh, everybody being happy again, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. the dog, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe it got uh, attacked by a, a a little horned sheep. Maybe yeah. it fell from a great distance. You right. know, there's no, you know, the dog usually comes back. So uh, yeah, there's there's, true, there's yeah. some situation where. The dog can't come back. It's injured, yeah. or it's stuck, yeah. or it's you right. know, or we're worse, you know. So, uh, so we drive back across the desert, and it's it's a pretty it's a pretty dim mood. And and when we get back, it's even it's even
0: worse, you know. Everybody's right. kind of
1: now there's a lizard there. As yeah,
0: because well, so. we were we were hoping by the time we got back there'd right. be a dog. There'd be a dog, and yeah, It wasn't. Right. Right. So yeah, so that yeah. made it. You know that made. Uh, any hopes that we had been building uh, mm-hmm. while we we're driving for three hours, right, were crushed, and right. you know they've just been getting more and more miserable, and you know we had become hopeful, and then those hopes were right. crushed when we re- mm-hmm. re- returned, and there was nothing. So yeah. the next morning, you know, uh, before that, that place was full of mosquitoes. It was. That, mm-hmm. that was that was one of the. the Beyond the dog being gone, that was the second worst part of the trip.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there's uh there's quite a bit of water in that canyon and right. uh, there there are some mosquitoes, which you don't necessarily think about in a in a desert as having a mosquito yeah. problem, but
0: That's true, yeah. So the next morning uh we uh got up and we just we decided that it was very possible the dog had gone up the canyon and sure. sort of gone over a couple ridges and mm-hmm. come down somewhere else mm-hmm. so we hiked up the trail and we went sort of to the south and we went with the intention of going way farther above the place that we had last seen the dog and then uh sort of droning around oh yeah uh, do a little aerial yeah. reconnaissance
3: we started by like visiting the last place that we thought we had seen her Right. And we, we did uh, deploy the drone. We had, mm-hmm. you know, a few batteries, but not tons of batteries. Oh, right. Yeah. And so that was a potential issue. And uh, also it's a huge area to search. And so, right. and there's a uh, glare and sunlight and, and, and so forth on the screen. And, and we're trying to have two people watching the screen so that we mm-hmm. don't miss anything. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's a vast area. And if yeah, you're flying huge. over
1: it. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
3: There's shadows and, uh, you know, sticks and bushes and rocks and, you know, yep. everything that looked like a dog. And we'll post up some pictures of kind of the area from the drone and see if the listeners can spot the dog in the photos, <laughs> you know. But uh, we, we didn't see anything where we thought she probably was last, was, you know, yeah. where we well, saw her last.
4: And the topography made it hard because we're the we're still relatively low on the mountain, all things considered. And to get up over and into the canyon, you end up with a lot of terrain obstructing the view of the drone from the receiver. So you lose connection. You can't actually it like fly around where you want to fly around like it was struggling with that. So that's when we decided we need to go way higher, like climb way higher up on this mountain.
3: We mm-hmm. were losing the line of sight of the drone mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the, there's limited uh, connectivity between the drone and the receiver or the drone and the control unit when that happens. You know, you can fly yeah. a little bit out of line of sight, but not nearly as far as you can with line of sight. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were running into the ceiling, you know, how high the drone could fly mm-hmm. and these sorts of right. things. So so we decided to to pack it all up. Uh, and we were even further discouraged by not finding her, and, and just seeing this huge, vast area that we were trying to to look at. So we decide we're going to hike up even higher and try and you know run the drone the drone down into the canyon. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. And
3: it's it's really steep, you know, uh, terrain, and it's slow going. It's loose right. or it's extremely rocky, and mm-hmm. you can't really hike uh, you know one above the other. You kind of have to, you know, do switchbacks because uh, you—the possibility of kicking rocks down onto people below you—is is really high. You know, the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rocks come loose and they skitter down the mountain, and they could yeah. very easily injure somebody. So uh, we're we're doing this, and we're we're pretty miserable. We're all we're
4: all pretty miserable at this point. Well, and we're all carrying a bunch of stuff, like right, got we have backpacks we have a shovel we have the robe linus is carrying this huge battery backup pack so that like a yeah. big battery power plant so that we can recharge <laughs> drone batteries you know right. like if we need yeah. to and you know we're expecting to be yeah, yeah. droning yeah. all day and possibly yeah. for multiple days and needing to recharge it was like carrying
0: batteries. a car battery
3: with yeah. you
4: <laughs> yeah it <laughs> was it, <sucked. laughs> it, it,
3: it was lame it was super yeah. lame
2: um, and we're
4: following almost like a faint trail, but the trail it goes stops and starts a lot. Right. Um, some very old, maybe probably just a goat trail. Maybe it was yeah. a part of the beekeeper's trail at some point, but it's an old, faded trail
3: so we we get up pretty high, and uh, it's taken us several hours to get up pretty high and uh, we're a little discouraged, I would say, and uh, Linus decides to to Go on a little bit further ahead and uh, we take a break and we have a, a drink and a snack and um, Linus has kind of continued out of sight, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fortunately, he has his two way radio. And uh, we have radios. And so we're kind of deciding what we're going to do. You know, are we going to continue? Or are we going to go back? Are we going to try to do something different? And um, Linus is out uh, pretty far ahead of us. And he's crossed an area that was uh, pretty unpleasant to cross. There's like a, a section of big boulders. And then there's another section of kind of scree. And he's kind of crossed that area. And he's, he's looking for the dog. He, you know, we're all looking yeah. for the dog. Yeah. And I decide that I'm going to go over another ridge and then deploy the drone again. And then mm-hmm. th- at this point, we'll be able to kind of get uh, a line of sight and then fly the drone down into the valley. And we do that. And after about five, seven, eight minutes of of droning around, um, actually, it had to be longer than that because the battery life is about 35 minutes. And I must have been doing it for about 20 minutes. I was searching with the drone and I spotted her. I spotted the dog, and uh, wow, I was just just happened to see a little speck on the screen that didn't look like everything else, and I I spot the dog on on a ledge. She's stuck, and I I lower Ooh. down so I can get a good look at her, and she looks to be fine. She doesn't look to be injured, wow. so we have a whole new problem. You know, we're, yeah. we're we're pretty elated, or at least I'm pretty elated to have found the dog. Right. Right. Um, I think Jenna and Maddie were pretty excited. Uh, Linus was probably a little disappointed. You know, he's not really a dog <laughs> yeah. person.
1: Yeah, he is not really a dog person. That's true. Yeah.
3: So we've got the two-way radios, and uh, I'm, I've am i got the drone hovering above the dog, and so we're trying to get in a situation where Linus can see the drone and see right. where the dog is. So we're kind of right. trying to, to do the logistics Indeed. over the radio and... Um, it's about, I don't know, a thousand feet down from where we had hiked. Oh and, boy. uh yeah, yeah, it was three hundred meters or something like that from where we oh. had
0: hiked up and then yeah. maybe I was already a long a long way down by that point. No, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. already
3: and it was probably I had
0: crossed on down.
3: Maybe uh nine hundred I think eight or nine hundred meters from where I had I had set up camp, you know, or to started to deploy the drone again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm so we we found her, and then uh we got Linus to kind of find the drone and there find the dog you know, and the, basically, right. what had happened is the dog had fallen off a a cliff and 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 landed on a small ledge right and the ledge was only big enough for the dog the dog couldn't lay down, it could only mm. sit on this little ledge, and so uh we couldn't see it from below. Because there was a ledge in the way and we couldn't see Mm -hmm. it from above, but we had kind of hiked around that whole area and never seen her.
2: And also when she doesn't bark. Yeah, and she doesn't bark so she doesn't she's silent. She just sat there and listened to us <laughs> and was like, They'll find us. I hope so I'm find just real me. quiet, they'll find us. Right, right.
3: Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced the dog was trying to escape and was hiding. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah,
1: so yeah exactly. like, oh shit, I think they're there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move. <Yeah. laughs> Don't
0: find me.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She wanted to live with those uh big hor- little horned sheep mm-hmm. for the rest of her life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so, so Linus is on the radio.
3: And I'm like, I'm like, okay, what do you see? And he's like, oh, she's on this ledge, and it's super sketchy, and it's really uh, loose, and uh, it would be a really dumb thing for me to try and get the dog. And I'm like, so okay, let's go well, home. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do we need a rope? And he says, yes, we should get a rope. And I said, okay, it's gonna probably take me 20 minutes to hike back and get the rope, and then another 25 minutes to hike to you with the rope. So mm-hmm. you know, 30, 40 minutes, maybe 45 minutes to get to you with the rope. And he says, okay, hang on, just just give me five minutes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it was that. It was just like it was silence yeah, also, <laughs> for a minute. We're all like, okay, we're we're packing up and we're mobilizing to like go do this expedition with the rope. And Linus pops back on the radio after a couple minutes. is mm-hmm. like i got her and we're just like what the hell Mm -hmm. (laughs) but awesome yeah Yeah. so linus almost died (laughs) yeah
3: yeah
2: yeah he is like a human mountain goat Mm -hmm. when he is climbing around on those rocks mostly from an
3: odor perspective but also yeah yeah
2: i mean i was gonna say watching him climb and you know scatter around like especially on those rocks it's very graceful yeah uh, watching ike go the same route mm-hmm. if you could visually mm-hmm. see a smell mm-hmm. <laughs> like a stink that's kind of what it's right. like yeah, i just i just
3: waft over the, the whole rocks. area yeah, just, it's just, amazing it's don't really, even wow. touch the
0: ground um, I,
3: wow
2: it's like tragic and horrifying yeah. my favorite part <laughs> my <laughs> favorite
0: part of climbing across a mountain like a bighorn sheep is mm-hmm. the freedom to just Poop whenever, whenever you want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: <laughs> that's, yeah that's, a, that's a secret to <laughs> that's, the climate.
0: That's
1: how it worked. Yeah.
0: So the dog, the dog was on uh, an area of rock that I would say is, was maybe 20 feet from uh an area that was walkable above mm. and an area that was w- walkable. I'm saying walkable more like for a human being to be able to exist, not necessarily walk
1: comfortably. So
0: there's, there's a section of rock that's 20 or 30 feet long. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the sheep had run across, it's kind of the, the inner part of the beginnings of a, a, like a wash. Mm -hmm. And so the sheeps had run across the top of that angle and the dog had slipped down this face of rock. right, And uh, there was like a big hump on either side of it. And I, I went, I couldn't go down, Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know how, if you've ever climbed on rock, it's sort of a lot harder to go down rock than it is up it. Yeah. So I walked about 30 feet, uh, to the East and I went down a area that wasn't as steep onto the sort of scree that was below the rock that she was on. Mm -hmm. And I went below the hump and I could look up at the dog and, uh, I just scrambled up basically to uh, where the dog was and pushed her up to the next point where she could be and then climbed up myself and then pushed her. And uh, I was able to get her back up to where we could walk down doing that. And it was not probably the smartest thing to do. But also, I mean, if you're a rock climber and you came to that place, you would be like, oh, this isn't dangerous at all. Right. You know, right. you know if you're if you're you uh, have strong hands and the right kind of shoes and yeah. you're not wearing yeah. you know overalls and fl- and flip-flops right. or some right. like I tend to be wearing, right. then it was not that bad. And if yeah. I had fallen yeah. off, I would have, you know, rolled, tumbled down, mm-hmm. you know, 50 feet into a bunch of scree and boulders and probably been fine or maybe been dead i don't it's you right, know right you but can't at really at know least it wasn't you would have
1: gotten the dog back and i think everybody it, wouldn't, agree it
0: wasn't like gonna, a, yeah. a straight off cliff right, right you right. know i would have fallen 30 feet probably right if i had if i had fallen and hopefully come to a stop around that distance but
4: were you still carrying you know, it, the battery
0: i i didn't bring the battery with me i left it at the top you know but <laughs> nice. it was like the rock was really crumbly you know you yeah. get your hand yeah. on something and it just comes apart in your hands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, if it had been 10% more difficult, I wouldn't have done it. Right, You know, it would have been really impossible. You know, I'm not a rock climber. And, you know, if you were, if you were somebody who's more familiar with, you know, getting, getting up slopes and, you know, ropes and things, you could have just waltzed up that, but uh, it was not fun. <laughs> it was not fun. Well, it's
1: but, uh, uh, it's admirable that you uh, you did the rescue, and uh, right. I'm sure Maddie uh, appreciates it, and uh,
2: mm-hmm. the dog Jolene appreciated it yeah. as well. well yeah.
0: Excellent. Yeah. There you so, go. Anyway, the dog ran back down the hill and drank about 18 gallons of water, right. and that was basically the end of that whole scenario.
4: Wow. But the first thing she did once you pushed her up to a spot she could stand,
0: pee. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> So her leg you know, was one of those oh, yeah
0: she didn't have anywhere to she didn't know how to pee off the side of the ledge so she just held it all night <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: like and this yeah, was like 19 was or for like 20 hours yeah, 20 wow hours. yeah
0: Ooh, yeah that's you amazing know, but she didn't seem to she didn't seem to even care she was like what are we doing now mm-hmm. you know thanks for coming to get me i guess
4: <laughs> i was so i was so good and i waited i Uh, I didn't say anything i was
2: so
3: quiet we We were were pretty ecstatic to have found the dog and uh it definitely changed the demeanor of the rest of the trip which virtually nothing happened the rest of the
2: trip (laughs) (laughs) well and also when you guys had gone back to camp you had checked in with uh fearless dave who Mm -hmm. is our um you know he's the the camp host there Mm And knows everybody and everything and mm-hmm. has been going there forever. And you checked in with him and he was also very concerned. Everybody yeah. was um,
3: concerned. We we had okay. several yeah. people come up to us.
2: Everyone at camp. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah. they
3: all knew what had happened and they were all like waiting for news. And so when we Got back to camp, but we had many people come up to us and, you know, want to know the whole story. Did we find the dog?
0: Get the um, dog's uh, autograph, yeah, you know, yeah, under yeah. us applause.
3: Yeah. A um, ticker tape
1: yeah. parade uh, back into the, There was yeah. roses
3: and and uh, women's undergarments thrown yes. at us, yeah. uh, which yeah, is normal, yeah. but uh, maybe right. more than usual.
0: Than usual, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Well, fantastic. A few dollar bills, yeah. two dollar bills. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of coins uh-huh. right, right in the <laughs> head there. <laughs> but yeah, basically after that, we were uh, very happy to do almost nothing for a long time. <laughs> so
4: uh,
0: we did more uh, motoring about, yeah. we actually were fortunate to get to ride with, with the camp post to some heat. Uh, he, he uh, there's some private land mm-hmm. in that area mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, I've been going to Saline Valley since 2005 and I, I've never gone onto those private lands, mm-hmm. and, but the camp host there uh, has an agreement with the owners where he'll check on them, mm-hmm. and we were able to go with him and uh, to to do his little rounds, and uh, we were able to have access to those properties for the first time and, oh, cool. and see you know some of the areas that we've never seen before and. You know, there's nothing particularly special there. Some trailers glued together, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and some old junk. But it's really nice to be able to finally see what's under that big tree that you've wondered for so many years there. And right. You know, it's just somebody's personal private space Mm -hmm. and they have a couple of trailers and they have a little porch Mm -hmm. built and you know, they come there from time to time. But you know, it's hard to drive by after so many years having never gone there and not wonder so we were very fortunate and uh, we got to see some new things that we've never seen before mm-hmm. we also tried to go to a, a geological feature that we've wanted to see for a long time That uh, is unfortunately quite a long drive mm-hmm. from the from the place and we drove all the way up there and uh, it was so late in the day that we gave up Oh,
3: (laughs) but But in retrospect, (laughs) we could have we could have made it there because we did a second hike uh, on the way back to some Indian caves Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, that was pretty neat. Uh, Basically, they were caves that uh, Native Americans would have you know, not necessarily lived in, but, but stayed Mm -hmm. evenings in when they were traveling through the, like an Airbnb
1: sort of a sort of. Yes, exactly
3: right. Exactly right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, they had, you know, soot and smoke, you know, built up on the ceilings of these, Mm -hmm. uh, small caves and, and chippings, you know, from where they had been constructing, uh, uh, hunting weapons and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. pretty interesting areas. There's a lot of that sort of uh stuff in that area there's uh petroglyphs and like a very
1: primitive like nespresso like single use coffee
4: uh, <laughs> i feel like
3: a you're no,
1: diminishing
3: no their way of it. life right yeah. now yeah but there are
4: petroglyphs and other yeah. cool, cool. there awesome. there's a hogan yeah uh-huh. but we also our friend yeah. rebecca joined us partway through at the oh street. yeah that's, that's right becca came <laughs> up with you guys yeah. that's awesome yeah
3: yeah, she That's drove nice. her Series and, 1 107 station wagon 1957 from from Los Angeles from Pasadena.
1: Yeah, yeah that drove is. drove it amazing. all the way
3: there. Incredible. Had zero she problems.
4: 12:30 in, in the morning, driving yeah. down South fast in the dark, like rolling into camp at 12:30. Uh, Brought two extra dogs. Two yeah. more dogs. Two more dogs. Yeah, a few more dogs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah. I still can't believe that, that car runs. I they mean, don't I don't go. know if you've ever like gone to a a wrecking yard or like, you know, found a car out in the, in the, in the forest and you open the hood Mm -hmm. and there's like um, a wood rat nest. Yep. Yep. In there. Yeah. All around Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. engine and you can't see the engine at all. That's right. That's kind of like what Rebecca's car looks like, except it's, it's not sticks. It's grease.
1: Grease. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm convinced if any part ever was to be replaced, the entire system would fail. I think it, it yeah. is yeah. it has reached homeostasis and it's just gonna work forever. I think that's it, how it runs I hope so. it runs
3: perfectly. It's in runs perfect great. balance. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, she clearly perfect drives balance. it thousands of miles and all the time. camps in it and you know, I'll does see all her this tomorrow
1: and, and she's gonna drive from Pasadena all the way to uh, basically Anaheim tomorrow and uh
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're gonna see her tomorrow? Yeah. I will see her tomorrow. I'll see her tomorrow morning. Oh, it's the, uh, I guess that's general. kind of uh, that's kind of nice to know because we never found out if she made it. No, oh, she. Looks, <laughs> I'll let <laughs> you know if I don't see her tomorrow.
1: If I don't see her tomorrow, I'll let you know.
3: <laughs> no, she's she made it fine. She messaged me and she okay. needed a couple little okay. little things that we sent her. So yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's doing great, and we were happy to see her. She did all the all the trails and all the driving with with aplomb. Plum, and uh, I'm always very impressed by her. Largely unrestored Land Rover that Mm -hmm. she's had since 1986, I think.
0: Yeah. She brought with her uh, some generator pieces. And, you know, we had a generator in the 80 inch had stopped working and we took it out and we were not able to get the long bolts that hold the front and back together out. Mm. And, you know, if we had broken one, we would have nothing Ah, at all. Couldn't have put it back together and the belt wouldn't have fit anymore. So we were afraid to try too hard to take them apart. So she brought another generator and we had brushes and we had a, a whole new back uh, generator p- cover and um, we took her generator and disassembled it and rebuilt it essentially with the pieces that we had and were able to get the the, the 80 inch charging again, sort nice. of. And uh, it was a little voltage regulator. Messing and wiring, and and uh, then we we uh, bypassed the leaky fuel, fuel line. And yeah. it, it, <laughs> that thing ran fine for the rest of the trip, and I guess that's the end. I have generator <laughs> work.
1: <laughs> I have generator work on the list this weekend as well. So it's going to be
0: great. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, we've we got uh, one rebuilt. Wondering if you are going to need. Yeah, it, so. I am. Uh, we had up-
1: hope to answer that question this mm-hmm. weekend.
0: Oh, that's right. We talked. We forgot about Steve and Sarah. Oh, they yeah. That's right. Too. Yeah. So, two more dogs. More.
3: The last, uh, you know, basically New Year's Eve. Our friend Steve had been intending to come for several days, but uh, you know, there's there's not very many places in the valley there that you have cellular telephone, uh, you know, service. But every once in a while, you kind of get a text message that kind of sneaks in. And so we had kinda of sent him a few text messages like, Hey, let us know when you're gonna be coming in so we know when to expect you and we can kinda of be waiting for you or whatever. Uh so that we're not, you know, out in the valley, you know, several hours drive uh at a distance. And so I would I, I would get a like a text message every once in a while, you know, uh, I've got a toothache. And uh I was like, <laughs> Okay. You know, whatever. And then he's like, actually it's a infection. Actually, you know, it's a it's a huge abscess and uh, oh, I'm having emergency dental surgery and I'm like, OK, well, he's he's not coming. And, uh, then then I get a text message that's like surgery went terribly, you know, uh, tooth broke had to have a dental bone graft with cadaver bones or something. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking there's no way he's coming. And uh, yeah. then, uh he, he was ugly before right, but you yeah. should see him now. He may be
1: <laughs> dead. We don't even know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so right? the last no way message
1: in the desert. Yeah.
3: The last message was uh feeling much better, I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah.
0: So he basically they showed up about yeah, he like had, nine or nine thirty at night. He had surgery uh,
3: like basically one day. And then the next day he left first thing in the morning. And we had decided. Newly bone
1: grafted, newly cadavered. Yeah, We had
3: decided to leave Saline Valley and go up to North Pass where there are uh, some cabins in, in an area and stay there for New Year's Eve. And we had given Steve coordinates to those cabins so he could meet us. But we don't have like regular communication. Like this is Mm -hmm. just uh, every once in a while text, you know, no response sort of situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we weren't sure whether he was able to was going to be able to find us because the roads are steep and narrow and windy and a little confused, and it's dark. And you know, even if you have coordinates, how to get to those coordinates is
0: not always obvious in place. So and uh, he drives. He drives such a fancy luxurious heated vehicle that (laughs) we weren't sure he'd be willing to even try to get to us on those roads. You know, he's kind of, he's kind of chickened out and he's driving Mm -hmm. this wonderfully built home. Very. Yeah. uh, He was, he
3: was, to be fair, he was planning to drive his series one pickup, but given the time constraints from his cadaver bone grafting, yeah, the cadaver bone graft put a damper on his, uh, (laughs) His time adventurous
1: frame. spirit. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's too bad.
3: Yeah. So he bought and this luxurious t- machine
4: found a- is still like an older Mercedes, like yeah, van. It's, it's like nice. an old fire truck. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's so, like an uh, older, uh, yeah, four wheel drive Mercedes fire truck that mm-hmm. he's converted mm-hmm. to a turbo diesel. So he met us up there. We had a great New Year's Eve. Uh we, you know, we made some uh, made some food and uh re- rang in the new year and uh then uh, then we all came back to Oregon. Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. How long did it take uh to get everybody back home?
3: 400 years. <laughs> it,
0: it was a long drive and uh a long drive. It was a long drive. We have uh, been staying Uh, at the same, uh, hotel, uh, in Susanville on the way down and the way back for, I think, only two years now. Right. Or maybe, maybe, maybe twice over the course of three years. But the same waitress has been there every time. (laughs) And, uh, she has grown to, uh, uh, pretend to enjoy our, our, our stories when we're there. Right. And, uh, as we all have, it's been, it's been fun to see her and, um, they have a large cake on the display there. We've been eyeing the, this cake for three years. Yeah. Yeah. So uh this time finally Ike ordered a very large slice of cake for breakfast with ice cream. Nice. <laughs>
2: with a breakfast. With
0: with and a breakfast on top of <laughs> that. Excellent. So we all well had New Year's cake. It seemed like and the thing ice to do on
1: breakfast. New Year's Day. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think you did the right thing. I think.
0: And did uh, the the only remaining issue that we had was the wheel bearing on the tow vehicle on the way back. Oh no! That, uh, started it started making. Uh, it, it was kind of funny. Because, uh, we were coming down a pass, mm-hmm. and I I said the brakes the brakes feel funny. Mm-hmm. You know, the pedal had gone down a little further than it had been. Yeah, and uh, you know then you know there was a a, a noise. Maybe mm-hmm. we thought, what was that? What was that noise? And I was driving along and I went around a turn and there was, an, there was another noise. And I was like, boy, that's a strange sound. What is that? And we pulled over and we, you know, kicked the tires and we looked at everything and nothing seemed off. So we kept going and I said, something is wrong. <laughs> something is wrong with this car. So we pulled over again and, you know, that's a pretty big truck. So yeah. I sort of put my shoulder against the fender and really kind of started rocking the truck. Yeah. And uh, at that point, if you had your hands on the wheel, you could feel that the wheel was just clonking around mm-hmm. really. Happy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we uh, were fortunately very, very close to home by that point, mm-hmm. and we drove about twenty miles an hour for the remaining forty miles. <laughs> okay. So
2: that was after.
0: That was after, after we, we dropped. Yeah, mm-hmm. after we swapped, and yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, we pulled the we pulled the front a wheel off the truck uh just this past week and uh the front inner wheel bearing was missing about half the rollers (laughs) and the other ones were
3: sideways
0: (laughs) yeah they're all all crunched up and uh, the seal Mm -hmm. come off Mm -hmm. and just blown (laughs) off into the wind somewhere and uh that that wheel was very close to coming off off the car Oh, good. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad you guys knew I mean, the you died.
4: At least it's it does light. have, it's lightweight. Yeah. It, so it does would have, have
0: 297,000 miles on it. So, and it <laughs> did right. last that whole time. Unfortunately, it did have to be replaced. And we decided to do both sides, despite the fact that they were $450 mm. per side.
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. Now it's ready to haul another, uh, you know, six Land Rovers down from Canada or whatever.
0: Yeah. It is a heavy, a heavy, a heavy setup. Yeah. You know to be yeah. to know oh, it's a lot of weight and uh, we we uh drive carefully and slowly with that thing for sure. Yeah. But a right. good car. All right.
1: Well, yet again uh not to disappoint another fantastic uh, winter breakdown uh y- you know, you guys definitely set yourself up for uh what is uh, always uh, a a uh, an opportunity for a great story. This one went in a different direction than I thought it would. You know, who would have ever thought that, uh, this was going to be, uh, how, uh, this, uh, weekend, uh, turned out, uh, you know, it looked like you were, uh, you know, you were, uh, sowing the seeds of a slightly different adventure, but, uh, we're all glad to hear that, uh, Jolene is, uh, safely, uh, back home and that, uh, Linus didn't fall, uh, down a cliff and, uh, Everybody
0: is. Are you as happy about that part, though? Less. That's why I left it second the- on the list
1: for sure. I think in everybody's yeah, books, yeah. but uh, you know.
0: And so point. we do have a. Uh, you can see clearly from across the valley at the spring the exact place where we lost the dog, mm. and so we have uh, named it. You know, Lost Dog Ridge or <laughs> Dumb Dog idiot, Canyon, Idiot Dog Butte, you know, <laughs> Dumb, dog <laughs> Dumb Dog Canyon. <laughs> but uh, you know, it is a prominent. Ridge yep. and the terrain, the rocks on it are a little different. So it sort of stands out. And every time you drive by, you know, we're always going to point to uh, Lost Dog Ridge. Lost from now Dog on <laughs> Ridge. Well, there but, you go. Uh, yeah.
3: We will uh, put some pictures from the trip uh, up uh, with the show. So look for that.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of trips, uh, if you uh, head over to the old uh, Underpowered Hour YouTube, you can check out. Jenna and Ike and Liza and uh, Abigail and I's trip to Destination Defender. Unfortunately, uh, Linus and Maddie couldn't make it out to this one. Hopefully, uh, maybe you guys come to Overland Expo with us. It'd be uh, super fun. We'll get some dormobiles. We'll go out there. We'll uh, hopefully not lose any dogs or children or people or Linus or anything. Uh, Maybe we'll. Who knows? But uh, that's up on the old YouTube now, uh, as well as uh, Ike and I's stellar, stellar performance at the Defender Trophy. Really, Oof. a uh, incredible, incredible showing there. Fourth place,
3: a real
0: listening experience. Incredible
1: skill, incredible okay. skill at work uh, there. And uh, yeah, so uh, well, that's it for uh, for this year's uh, winter breakdown. Uh, what a story! Fantastic to uh, catch up with everybody. Glad you guys all made it back safe and sound. Uh, nobody, uh, no dogs uh, died, and uh, mo- all the vehicles came back in, in mostly one piece. So. A uh, pretty, uh, pretty successful uh, trip uh, overall. Yes. Who, has
2: touched, I mean, for who is Touch and Go? Very successful. <laughs> uh, Touch <what>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we will, uh, we will see you guys uh, next week. All right. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.